podcast she demands to show up in person so we're together <laughs> which is really fun i don't demand it it's just that i know my phone is- my writer yeah. is that i have oh. to come in person that's true i need the interaction the people interaction <laughs> it makes for better tv <laughs> or podcasts <laughs> all right well welcome back um we have been talking through the What's Your Story series. We are on five. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We've reached the future. The oh. future is now, which is something that I yell when a piece of that really blows my mind. The future is now. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Can you have an example? Um, yeah. The fridge that generates a grocery list based on what is or is not inside of it. The future is now. Uh, A car that knows it's time to stop before you crash into something. The future is now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, A phone that scans your face and (laughs) knows that it's the same face with or without sunglasses on, uh, with or without uh, hair like in your face face or pulled back. uh, Can tell my face from either of my sister's faces, which is apparently a very challenging to other people yeah (laughs) the future is now (laughs) it's a good example (laughs) you're much more ready for that than i thought you would be (laughs) i'm like google docs let's go (laughs) the future is now like the fact that you can type on something and somewhere anywhere in the world could Mm -hmm. also have that up and be typing on it yep that's wild yeah we grew up with like where like not everybody even had a computer in their home yeah i remember when i was like i don't ever want to use word documents (laughs) a paper and pen is just fine (laughs) in fact i'm going to use this recycled paper use the back of it and like write with a marker that was my preferred mode we've come a long way we've come a long way very very long way (laughs) my mom had a typewriter that we would use and I really liked it because I liked the big clicky sound yeah. and my t- my keyboard at school on my school computer all 
keyboard and when I moved rooms they tried to switch out my keyboard and they're like but this one's quieter and I was like no I want the loud keyboard I want my mechanical switches yeah I want to sound like I'm doing really hard work and also maybe firing a small gun Clack, 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 clack. Yep. But anyway, we've made it to the future. Welcome. Yeah. Um, We're here. We have been just chatting through uh, the different topics that we've had on Sundays, which has been really fun and different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this last thing was uh, by Mo, and he talked about legacy and kind of like in thinking about how do we like define what is legacy and kind of like outlined a lot of hebrews 11 which is the like it's called commonly called like the hall of faith which he didn't say and i was waiting for him to say hall of faith Faith? but he didn't say um so i know more than meadow no i don't want to be cliche everybody says that Mm. (laughs) but it's the hall of faith um and it talks about Different people in the Bible who are, like, great examples of faith um, and who have a legacy that we can, like, look back on um, and be inspired by. And so they talked about how, like, legacy can be inspiring, how it can be painful, and how it can often uh, seem like failure. Uh, I think pretty much everybody in the Hall of Faith, like, you, that about some aspect of their story. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the... um, like they talk about Moses and like certainly his legacy like is inspiring. So like in and then also there's like a lot of failure. Like at the very end of Moses's life, he gets to the promised land and he doesn't get to go in. Yeah. Which I feel like people do not talk about enough. Like <laughs> <laughs> should dwell on this more. Like <laughs> I just think like let's talk about the disappointing ending. <laughs> what a and bummer. Moving on to Joshua and his yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's complex but like every step that we've talked about so far has been complex you know like dealing with yeah. the past complex mm-hmm. being a person in the present is complex so i mean sense that we're here and it's still complex yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um but i also think so that's one one of my you know one hand of legacy that i think about but then the other part i think about is um don't really know like and I guess I, I've also been trying to think about how do I pose this as a question so um, um, like the thought is I don't think we get to decide what our legacy is mm-hmm. like that's not for us to decide other people once decide what your legacy is. and you have some autonomy and ownership in that because you may and those choices often lead to what your legacy is but ultimately I don't get to say like I could say this is how I would like to be remembered or this is how I would like people to talk about me after I'm gone but like ultimately I have no control over that and like maybe I'm the person who's remembered for like doing all these great things and like for like some people their legacy has taken the turn where they are remembered things or maybe like what if the story of moses his legacy is like oh yeah he's the guy that didn't get to come in yeah 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so in that case, it took a turn where he it's, is inspiring. We do remember most of the good things. And, like, you know, he's, his, his story's really gotten the uh, Sunday school edit where it's, like, the highlights. Yeah. You know, like. You have to lead the people out. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, the staff picture in front of the parted sea. And, like, it's really inspiring. But I pick. That would be the thing I remember before because it's also part of his that like he got to the promised land and because of a, a lapse of faith he did not get to go in yeah i have a great example of this personally um <laughs> so when i was first on staff maybe no even as like a student in h2o um we no i think it was my it was my first year on staff we watched dream girl part in there where they shimmy and i said <laughs> out loud in front of my life group people a little shimmy goes a long way and it carried through to this very day. <laughs> a little shimmy goes a long way. I used to terrorize Sarah in undergrad by telling her that if I ever eulogize, that's one of the things I would say. Among being a freshman, you want to be like remembered for the wise advice. Like some really good sound bites, but sometimes the things that people <laughs> most remember are those weird things, those offhand comments. Yes. Um, on a, on a deeper note, like sometimes people remember the horrible things that you said that you didn't mean or that like were said in a moment of anger and or didn't even blip for you, didn't like, even blip for you. And it's just like that's that's a good example. Like people remember things, but like my mom always says. I don't know why she always says this. this is a terrible thing to say. But <laughs> nobody goes through childhood unscathed. Mm. She said that when Laura was growing up, like little, little, when she was about to have Laura, Laura's 13. And it was like, no, mom, you don't want your child to be scathed. Her excuse of like, well, no matter how good we try, like something's going to happen. And it's like, oh, we still need to protect as much as we can and like love and help her like get through some scathing times you know mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah <laughs> so I guess I, yeah I don't know where that like yeah that's a great example of like what I'm talking about but then also I think like I don't know where that leads you know what I mean like so then I guess my thought is then like then why I feel like it sometimes gets a lot of focus mm-hmm. in terms of like what do you want to be known for doing I guess and like to me I know that that's that's it Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when, it's like living a total life. If your whole life is not whole life, if like you know, there's like the those moments of failure, moments of, of hurt, or said ridiculous things. But like on the whole, like you're like trying to live for Jesus, and you know you're loving people well. Then like, I think it does matter. Yeah. What do you think, Ian? I'm kind of thinking through like maybe like what I would call like a personal legacy and like maybe a public legacy. Oh, like personal legacy. Like that is, I would say maybe emphasized by like the relationships I have, like how I treat the people around me, how I treat Caitlin, how our relationships are, how I interact with guys that I minister to and disciple and then maybe there's like my public legacy, like the things that I say that are on the internet mm. um, from sermons I, I teach or things I tweet or things I put online. 
or even what you can just find about me through Google. Like we talked about, um, I remember when we talked about this, I think we have talked about this on the podcast, but like the difference between like knowing facts about someone and like knowing, knowing someone like their soul and their, those things. I feel like the deeper essence of legacy that we're trying to hit at is more of like the personal legacy, like legacy of faith. Um, And I think when we talk about it in other spaces, I think people think a lot of maybe like a public legacy, like what are you going to get written about in history books? What are people going to know about you when they look at your Wikipedia page? Um, Like things like that. Does that, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that it's also can legacy can get kind of sticky too, because I think that, you know, when we, have a very specific idea of like I think it can get mixed in with expectation Mm. in like a complicated way where like I I grew up feeling like I was somebody who my especially my mom had a lot of expectation for which was great it made me a person who wanted to to achieve it made me somebody who could I I really believed like okay if I put my mind to it like I can do it like I am a person who a lot of people expect a lot of things from um but as I got older I think that that gets confusing in like then like the everyday like there's just so many things where it's like I can only do so much to shape what my life is going to look like or does look like or and I think that like that expectation can also get so scary because then you're like legacy, it, it becomes like this like shadow that's almost like haunting you. Like, are you doing the thing that you want to be doing? Are you the person who's going to leave a legacy that people are going to remember you for? Are you meeting the expectations of all these people? And also what I think like, mm-hmm. I think God cared less about that legacy and cares way more about like, kind of like the things you were talking about, like of like, you are a kind person who cares about people that are in your life. Like people want to be around you. They feel excited to see you, you know, like Mm -hmm. all those things, like, no, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna get you nominated for a Nobel prize, Mm -hmm. but they're, and they matter to God and they matter to like, we also owe that to each other in a lot of ways. So I just think it gets like, weird and complicated yeah it's like and matt brought this up when he was talking about it on sunday but like having a legacy of faith is faith in action and it's like the details of living a life that reflects jesus so yeah matt also talked about how there's like a component of legacy that requires um our cooperation in what god's doing in our story And I guess I wanted to unpack that a little bit in terms of like, what does it mean to cooperate with God? Um, When thinking about like how to cooperate with God and like going through that, I think it goes back to like the the little small decisions that we make, like making sure that we have times where we hear from God and we talk to God. Um, I feel like cooperating with God is spending time with him to hear his will generally for like his people. Um, But also then like reflecting and taking opportunities for what that means for us personally. So 
like if someone's going into their workplace, like Rachel, when you go into school every day, um, there are probably moments when you feel like, oh, I get to minister to this student in this way right now. And, you know, you have, you can make decisions to be faithful or unfaithful to that. And I feel like we all have those moments where God is trying to intervene with us in the moment and, you know, choosing to be faithful in serving in different ways. Um, having the ability to discern what that is in that moment, I think, is a part of cooperating with God. Yeah. Let me, like, I just, it makes me think of Esther and how, like, <laughs> I guess if uh, she had chosen not to act or, like, cooperate, I guess, with, like, what Mordecai's interpretation of, well, here's what we should do is, like, the king has this plan all of the Jewish people, you could either say something and say like, hey, those are my people. Maybe mm-hmm. we should not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can say and get killed and get killed. Um, possibly get killed. Um, or, or you, you could not say nothing. And um, also, she wasn't in like a great situation either way. Right. You know, but, <laughs> but <laughs> she fasted. She prayed about it. She went and she did it. And it's like, otherwise, like God could have figured out it out in another way. But then she would have been a very different kind of character in like the last yeah. time would be very different. I think also- Mordecai even too. Like you'll just be forgotten. Like your family will be forgotten to history. Maybe, mm-hmm. or she would have been painted as, "Hey, remember that person that could have done something and didn't do something?" Yeah, like the people, her people who remained would be like, "There was a queen who could have saved us, but she mm-hmm. did not." Yeah. Also, a legacy. It is a legacy. You know, there's like legacy of traitors and betrayers. You know, like Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold. Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) Famous betrayer. All right. So I think we also talked about uh, like a lot of the idea of like these people have this legacy of faith that we remember them for their great faith. Mm. But I think that like it's one of those words that we can use a lot, but it's maybe harder to, to nail down or to like, think of like, what does that actually mean in the day to day? Because mm-hmm. yes, we're building this legacy, this future idea, like that we, we have hope for, like also the idea of building a legacy is incredibly hopeful. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's that we, there's this future that exists where what we have done matters yeah can i say a little caveat yes one of my favorite things about taylor swift is that in her songs like there is this yearning to be remembered like if you start to like look at some of her lyrics you're just just like when you remember me i hope you remember this way or like the long live song about like when you talk to your kids about me someday (laughs) who's talking to their kids about you taylor but i am (laughs) so (laughs) but yeah listen up children this is the taylor swift podcast now (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, I feel like there, there's that, that yearning to be remembered um, after we're gone, that yearning to be re- like to, well, even just in general to be thought of when we're not in the same room as somebody in a positive way. Yes. And for some people, maybe they've turned into like, even if it's negative, it's still like good press. You At know, least whatever. they're talking. Yeah. <laughs> I do not feel that way. <laughs> please don't talk Please don't say anything mean about me. I really can't handle it. Nice things only. Remember my name. Right? She's like, oh, please remember me. Please think of me. Yeah. Uh, Nice things only, please. Yeah. Yeah. We're 
too sensitive to hear anything else. Yeah. Um. Thinking about that, like, to like be a person of faith or to be somebody who mm-hmm. is remembered for having great faith, and then I guess it also is like, what does that look like? Uh, like in the day to day. I think about like what um, Ian was talking about in his his teaching about like drops in a bucket and like discipleship, how like the way that we love and lead and encourage and challenge the people around us matters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think about when we're talking about our stories, there are so many people that made a difference in our life for good, positive, negative, whatever. I don't know. Um, but that like. If we want to be people of faith who do that, then we need to like get with God, talk with him, lean in him, lean into him, learn from him and like spill that out, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like overflow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some of that's like intentional, like, like praying before a podcast gets started, praying that like our words, because our words matter, our actions matter. um, They impact people. Mm -hmm. Like, like praying with people when they're hurting. Like you're really good at that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I try. That's what it's funny because like you look back and uh, there's so many times that I like God help me to love people, help me to see people like you see people. Like so many times that I like prayed that in different ways or like God, I want to pray for people more. Like just so many things that. Like, those were prayers of mine at one point in time. And it's cool to see, like, oh, God's been doing that. And he's been answering those prayers. It's not perfect. And it's not like I, like, always remember to do all the things or always have a great point of view or great perspectives. But you can definitely see where God has answered prayer in some of those areas. Yeah. I love the framing that Meadow had for faith, too, of, like, it's what you know and what you do based on what you know mm-hmm. like those the, the two have to kind of go hand in hand in order to have faith it's like knowing things and then mm-hmm. doing things because you know those things and if you you can't really have like you can't say you're a person of faith without like if one doesn't have the other because mm-hmm. if you're if you don't anything what you're doing on any of about, like, I want to do what God wants. Yeah. Well, if you don't know what God wants, mm-hmm. then like it's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to thread that needle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then on the opposite side of like, if you are doing things mm-hmm. and you would tell yourself like, am I doing this based on what I know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, there have been times where it's it's been hard, to, like convince myself that I'm doing these is what god wants for me mm-hmm. and then if you ask yourself like am i doing these things because i'm i have based them on what i think is what's best yeah. because of what god says what's best and the answer is usually like mm, no no i'm not i just started doing things mm-hmm. or i just wanted to do these things or i just wanted them to be a specific way and i didn't base it on what i know at all <laughs> um <laughs> so i feel like that was like a helpful like we have to have both hand mm-hmm. in hand yeah. 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 Well, I, I think about that, like that Micah verse um, about, like, uh, you know what you're supposed to do? Like, seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. God. And 
like or like there's you know like what are the what's the basis commandments whatever it's just like like love god love people like how sometimes people are like i don't know what to do and where the next step is and like like what job to do or or whatever and it's like okay like like keep asking god those questions but until you have an answer or as you're trying to figure out what to do like seek god love people be humble like mm-hmm. walk in justice like all right like how do we okay like just set those things up to not like okay like if you do those things everything will be easy but like okay Mm -hmm. i'm doing i'm doing Mm -hmm. what i'm supposed to be doing i guess in Mm -hmm. that and i think the tricky part in that is like not allowing the moments of like reset to like i think we're so afraid of that like moment of like oh no this isn't this isn't working out or this isn't this isn't panning out in the way i thought it was this feels like failure Mm. i think we're so afraid of that feeling that like we don't even get started a lot of the time because we just think like well i just don't want to i don't even want there to be the opportunity to feel like that you know so it's like i'll live in my safe little bubble Mm -hmm. where no bad feelings will ever come and find me uh and i think that like when we look at people's legacy we don't see all of those moments, those little moments that felt like failure. Yeah. You know, we see the achievement. We see the, you think about like, the, which this person is not a, not a hallmark of uh, moral integrity and also did some fairly shady business, but uh, Thomas Edison yeah, in like, creating the, <laughs> in creating the like light bulb, like he tried so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was something like 897 times he tried and failed mm-hmm. in like getting a light bulb that could be made in mass quantities that, you know, the world would be buying them and things like that. Like that's a lot of attempts and a lot of failure. And I think that like, but he's not like, he's, that's not the first thing you say about him is he tried almost 900 times to make a light bulb. You say he made the light bulb. Yeah. Like he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's this quote about like, uh, I learned a bunch of different ways not to make a light bulb. Yes. Well, he also stole a lot of in, uh, intellectual information I from a lot of people. Lot of so it's like, come on. <laughs> like, Tessa. Complicated uh, relationship, but you know, our heroes are very complicated. Are <laughs> I love just, that. Oh, it's so annoying, isn't it? You have like the okay. So if you think about the Old Testament, you have the fathers of the faith, and they're all like they've all done things. You know that like were you thinking faithful. about that yeah. at, as uh, Matt was reading some of the? So in, on Sunday service, <laughs> Matt O is reading through the Hall of Faith, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Look at so and so. They blah blah blah." All these high- and they are amazing things like that is true like they're that we will acknowledge they are amazing things but as he's saying some of these names i'm like yeah but he also like blah 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 and oh she also you know this wasn't so great here and like that's true of me though like i just think like <laughs> the more i read the, the bible it's like okay we gave people a lot of grace because like especially in the old testament they didn't have the holy spirit with them every single day yeah we do and we still are living living wild sometimes like if if my times of doubt or my times of like oh my heart was not in a great place there or times of like this is really hard and I would love to just move back home like um if those times were counted in with all the times that I try to be faithful then yeah I would look like that too I have been inspired (laughs) by uh you're in Sarah's faith so you both moved here from BG where mm-hmm. you were students and you were on staff there and you had been building kind of, you know, your own legacy of faith. And I'm wondering if you just want to talk a little bit about like um, how 
like you were thinking about your legacy as you were like leaving one place to come to another did that fact and has it been a factor since that kind of thing I yes. thought it. You can go first. <laughs> go ahead. Nope. Ladies first. Go right ahead, nope. Sarah. Go ahead, Ian. You started. Ah. Uh, okay. Ah. <laughs> um, I like was awake at nights thinking through this question. Like, mm-hmm. when when God said go, I was like, "Is this the right time? When should I go?" <laughs> Should I go in six months? Should I go in a year? Should I go in in 18 months? Like, when should I go? Like, do I, have I built a legacy? Have I replaced myself? Have I taught everyone that everything I know, like, am I going to be leaving my ministry hanging here to go do this other thing? Because, like, I've seen people leave well, and I've seen people not leave so well, and I wanted to leave leave well from BG. Um, when thinking about legacy, though, I remember and this was we also transitioned in the middle of COVID, so that is a that is an asterisk I would like to put on this next point. Um, going away party. Um, Sarah actually organized the whole thing for the both of us and Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Sarah, you can jump uh-huh. in here. Like, but I remember um, like it was it was very encouraging because a ton of students and staff came to that just to like um, encourage us to say how we've spoken to their lives. I um mm-hmm. I keep an appreciation box that has every nice note someone has ever written to me. Um, So when I feel like crap, I look at that. I'm like, oh yeah, God does do things. Mm -hmm. Um, And like a lot of people said like, it won't be the same without you. And I remember Sarah saying something that gave me a lot of clarity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's just like, well, we, we have you, they'll have you. Like you, you are the ones that we've poured into. You are the ones that we have given our lives to and trained. Like you're our legacy. Like you're our love letter to this church. I was like, right. We did finish. <laughs> like we were with people. We we would do life with people. Um, and thankfully that's our job, <laughs> but that's just the legacy of everyone. Where it's just like, oh yeah. Like we have built it into like, countless men and women and train them to do practical things like leading group discussions or life groups, but more so like how to navigate life and faith. Um, And legacy is something I know that I at least think about a lot still. Um, And like Rachel, you too, you're part of, you're part of like transitioning and leaving because you came to Toledo. It was like, Hey, I'm all in way before we came here too. So it's like, it's cool to see that there is a legacy of faith. And like a lot of like the passing of the baton or the torch between people in different seasons and in different places. Yeah. And I think Sarah's legacy was here at Toledo even before Sarah decided to come because <laughs> I was basically just cosplaying Sarah Birchfield ministry <laughs> prior to her coming. There'd be so many times where I would just be like, what Sarah do? Or how would Sarah <laughs> handle this situation? Or like, um, 
I don't know, like I think about, yeah, it, there, our time in BG was so sweet and so uh, like foundational in that. So like even when I left BG and was here, I would think back and I'd be like, okay, like what would Sarah tell me to do? Or I would meet up back <laughs> up with Sarah and I would be like explaining all these things and just being like, I don't know what to do. Or I don't know if I'm doing, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm 21 and like, <laughs> I just have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, and just to, yeah, to have that touch point, but like to, yeah, but then to be able to convince her to actually like come full time was pretty amazing because I was like, oh my gosh, I've been, I feel like I've been like trying so hard to like hold down the fort (laughs) and now she's coming. (laughs) I think you're great just as you are. You don't have to cosplay me. (laughs) Thank you. That's nice. I also don't know if it's true. (laughs) You're uh, great, the- Rachel. Be nice to you. Yeah. I'm well, nice to me. I can hold two things at one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think about there was this like oh, triangles. There's um there's a triangle that we had about how like when we're um like teaching somebody something, there's like the information part, there's the part where we like take it in and we're kind of imitating the person who taught us how to do it. And then there's the part where we innovate and we make it our own. <laughs> yep. You know, and become a master innovator doing your thing and learning new things that I never taught you how to do you know (laughs) Uh, that's great you made me cry Ian tears in my eyeballs but uh, I have the the scripture pulled up actually of what you were talking about because it was really important to me at the time Um, so 2 Corinthians 3 says and we're starting verse 1 are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Uh, Cause he's trying to like, be like, Hey, like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. We like are trying to lead you. We're trying to love you for Jesus. Um, and he's, and like people are kind of doubting their intentions and he says, or do you need like some people letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And that was a really big comfort for me when I was, you know, deciding to leave. I feel like I didn't decide to leave. I was like <laughs> uh, questioning, talking to the Lord. I felt like he was stirring up my heart for that whole year where I started being part-time at Toledo. And there's like some fun music outside. There's like construction going out of my apartment and they're renovating the apartment across the hall. And sometimes there's very loud Spanish music playing. Hey. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I was kind of like, like thinking about, okay, God, what are you getting my heart ready for? What are you calling me to? And I was like, I don't know about Toledo. They seem very different. I don't really know. I'm not a city person. Um, but I like, when I felt like I was, like finally gave me confirmation to go it was like i'm going and um just like leap in let's go um so when i was thinking about like legacy people that i would be leaving it was very comforting to be like okay like i've spent the last eight years plus the years i was in college um loving and trying to to emulate jesus with people and trying to help them grow in their faith so um I got to trust that God loves them more than I do and that he is going to continue to lead them and continue to provide not just like people to teach them and lead them, but people for them to, to pick up and, and to start to love and lead themselves. 
Are you crying? No, I'm laughing. Are you laughing because of the music? Laugh, yes. <laughs> it's like it's scoring the story that you're telling. But then I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if people can hear it. But then my second thought was like, I hope people don't think that I'm playing this music under what they're saying. <laughs> I just I worry about the appropriateness of that. <laughs> really? As yep. the one with the both of you in person, I can't really hear it. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it would have been more touching if you were crying, Rachel. This is more on brand. <laughs> Not crying. Just this was like an update. <laughs> um, I was crying earlier. I'm over it. Um. <laughs> so. I love you guys. I love you too. Alright, as we wrap up. We will build a legacy, whether we are actively trying to do so or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even a legacy of like nobody really remembers mm-hmm. them is a legacy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, a legacy yeah. of nothing is still, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess my last question is what do we do? to build legacy Hmm. I think at the base it's like caring about people Um, I remember so going back to a previous question sorry um, is um, I think a big question I had and Ian talked about this too is like how do we leave well because there have been people in like just growing up in H2O and stuff like that had left Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to pursue other ministry jobs or um, maybe to go into um, the workforce or somewhere else or, you know, leaving the country, whatever. And it left some, like they didn't leave well. People felt unloved. They felt like they couldn't call them or talk to them ever again. And um, it was really hard to be like the people left to try to help pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that at all. I was very scared of that. Um, especially because it seemed like it was sudden. It wasn't that sudden. I had been helping with Toledo and, and stuff like that, but um, I didn't want it to feel sudden or really like hurtful for people. Um, so I was talking with Sarah Wiles about it. With um, I felt there were a couple of people who had left really, really well, and I had talked with them, uh, got advice from them. And then I was talking with Sarah Wiles, um, Pastor Brian Wiles' wife at BG, and. Um, <laughs> and she was like well I feel like you're going to do a good job because you're concerned about this because you want to connect well and you want to leave well Mm -hmm. and so um as I've gone like I I still like I'll text or I'll like Facebook or Instagram or try to like keep a little bit connected with the people still back in Bowling Green um not so much that like I'm still living in the past but like so that they know that I still care about them that it's not like like goodbye forever (laughs) see you never but um, but still like like trying to still love them well and show that I still care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then starting this new season of hopefully new legacy with some of the Toledo people that we've been loving on is like, like I think one of my main goals is to show that they're they're cared about mm-hmm. and that like I want like good for their growth. Jesus. Yeah. Really good. I. I- I think it's one of those things that that God calls us to be 
thinking ahead, but also in the moment. Like we get to be proactive when we want to build a legacy. Um, and Sarah, you said it earlier, but it does simply boil down to loving God and loving people. Mm-hmm. And we're planted at different places and in different seasons. And we all were in VG for a season. And now we're here in Toledo. And we want to love Toledo students well. We want to grow with Toledo students well um, and build a legacy with them because hopefully they're, they realize that they're a part of the legacy of our network and our church, but also that they're a part of our lives because we and have invited them in and we want them a part of our lives. And hopefully they feel the same way about us, but um, it's building a legacy together of love and of faith. Yeah. One of my favorite passages, um, I call it a hobbit passage because it feels very hobbity. <laughs> it, uh, First Thessalonians 4. And it's, um, it's around 11 and 12, but I'll read a little bit before that. Um, now, about your love for one another, that's him talking to the Thessalonians. We don't need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. He's saying, you guys do it so well. It's like God taught you, right? And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. Keep growing in love, right? And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. But I just think about that a lot of just like, like living like a quiet life, minding your own business. Um, I don't know if that's like, just like not gossiping or not like getting crazy, but like, like work with your hands, like, like, like saying, love like, people keep well. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Like, right. Don't compare to like, mm-hmm. that person over there <laughs> doing this amazing thing. Yeah. Like, nope, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Like, do what God taught you to do. Yeah, that's good. Sure. When I think about legacy, I think about, um, I, I'm i like a big history nerd. Shocking. <laughs> um, so I think about, like, uh, all these people that we learned about who, like, you know, we, we're still talking about them even hundreds of years after their death because, mm-hmm. like, something significant either happened because of them or they are were a part of it or they had their hands in it and so like I feel like I feel so anchored by the thought of like being a part of this huge like historical context like that's very comforting to me it it feels very hopeful to me um when I think about like my contributions to that and um Maya Angelou has this great where it's a poem um called Our Grandmothers but one of the lines is I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. And I think about that a lot. Like I want to live a life where I have the power of the, the thousands of, you know, men and women before me who um, have like enabled me to like, to, to do my work, you know, to mind my own business and do my work. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think about that in times of like, um, like, things are maybe going as I thought they would, or I feel like I am uh, alone and trying to get something done. Like I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. Like uh, I stand on the legacy of, you know, um, really strong women in my, in my family tree, you know, even to, to, to get me to where I am here. Um, I think about that every time I go and vote, I think about I'm one, I come as one, but I stand as 10,000 because I think about like the women who like fought for me to have the right to go vote. Like, you know, it's like, it's, 
like that is legacy to me like and I want like my students to feel that that power and that like to to feel that they can step into the world fully empowered and fully hopeful and that like I want to contribute to that Mm -hmm. and I want and I know that God also has that heart like and so when I think about legacy like that's what I'm thinking about all right that is all the time we have today (laughs) Ian wrap us up where we don't have a fun question like the fruit no do you want to talk about fruit no I just you know there's always the fun the nonsense question we need some more nonsense I know that's okay I'm so sorry I'll think (laughs) (laughs) remember when I said I couldn't take any uh negative feedback I'm sorry I'm so sorry (laughs) It was neutral. It was like, oh, it's not a question. But I didn't mean to like, sound so sad. Oh, uh, change my face. Well, I, uh, I'm going to sign us off and let you two work that out. Um, <laughs> Sarah, thanks for joining us. As always, it's a pleasure. You're very welcome. And if you've made it to the end of the podcast, congratulations. We are also thankful for you for listening. We appreciate your time and attention. If you have any thoughts or any ideas or anything you would like to ask us questions on concerning anything we've talked about this episode or any previous episode, remember to email us at lovepodloverockets at gmail.com. Give H2H Lido all the follows on all the social medias. Sarah Birchfield is also our social media manager. With that, she gets to post all the fun things. So follow us on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the fun things and join us next week (laughs) for another episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.